Hey friends, it's Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to Simple Saturdays. So today we're going to be talking about simplifying your Christmas and before we get to that I want to let you know there is a page on my website that I just put on there called My Favorite Things. And I made this page because a lot of people ask me about the products that I love, the products I'm using, the toys I get from my kids. And what I think is important is that I believe less is more. I don't believe we need to keep go buying things. I buy a lot of thrift store things. I reuse a lot of things. So I'm not a big proponent of buying more and more. At the same time, there are some really special things in my life that I'm so happy I invested in or I'm so happy I have. They make my life simpler. They are things I enjoy. So I put that all together in just a really simple list and the reason why I'm sharing it here is because I think it might also serve as some gift ideas if you are looking at things to get kids or other people in your life and you want to come at it from a minimalist point of view there's a lot of ideas on there so as I said we are going to dig in all about the issues with simplifying your Christmas from different aspects from gifts to hosting to traditions and this is a two-part episode series and if Christmas is something that you go through and it happens and you just feel like it was a blur or it was overwhelming or it was stressful and you didn't enjoy it, then stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing the questions that I have received from the women in the Facebook group and on Instagram about simplifying your Christmas. First, let's talk about the issues with Christmas. I mean, Christmas as a kid is so much different than Christmas as an adult and we are now experiencing burnout from all of the activities. We're stressed out with all the logistics of hosting people. We're realizing it's really easy to blow our budget. We're not really sure who to give gifts to and what to buy them and how much is too much and do we buy for like our neighbor's cousin? Like how far do we go? And we're also feeling nervous about this new influx of stuff that is going to be coming our way through our kids getting gifts and toys and toys. And then we think that like Christmas is stressful. It was fun as a kid, but when you are an adult and the stress is happening, maybe you just start to accept it. Maybe you come apathetic to it. Maybe you just submit to it. Maybe you tell yourself you need to try harder and make it more magical. Or maybe you just like plow through this mountain because you know it's just going to feel hard and you just got to do it anyways. So whatever place on the spectrum you're at, you're not alone. You aren't alone. Moms everywhere are asking these questions and comparing lists and ideas. And I believe that you are here because you know that you want different. You crave different. So well done. Because how did we get here? How did we get to a Christmas that feels overwhelming and stressful? Your views on Christmas are decades of experience and hopes and traditions and beliefs you have. You got to stop and ask yourself, what are these beliefs? What are my hopes? What do I tell myself is required for a Christmas? Maybe it's lots of presents under the tree. Maybe it's lots of travel. Maybe it's lots of hosting. You do have kind of a narration in your mind about what you think Christmas is and what it needs to be kind of rules in a way that have been part of us and handed down to us and and they're part of the way that we viewed it as kids and now we're trying to recreate it and we're stuck with this kind of outline on what we think christmas needs to be check all the requirements but it doesn't leave us flexibility to start celebrating it in new ways as we change our views on the world and our values as a person and as a family we aren't really leaving the room to make space for that. We're just doing the things we've always done. Maybe we've always driven across the province to celebrate together. 
but now we have some different values. We're moving into a season of life where we value togetherness and simplicity. The issue isn't how to do what you've always done while bringing in your new values. The issue is turning off the autopilot. And just like we live our lives on autopilot with the same routines and habits and thought loops and gut reactions, stress cycles, the same is happening at Christmas too. But we just seem less likely to question it in a way because Christmas seems like it's this blended universal experience we're all going through. We're all trying to recreate. We're all supposed to experience it in the same way. The first thing we need to do is to determine what is the Christmas we want instead of doing what we've always done or what we think needs to happen or what everyone else is doing. What is the Christmas you want that you and your family want? This is called setting a vision and knowing your values. And just as we do it with life on purpose, we can do it for Christmas as well. Knowing our vision, where do we want to go? Knowing our values, how do we want to show up? Instead of just Christmasing on autopilot by default, you can Christmas on purpose. So I have a wonderful community of women in the Facebook group. I'm trying to give them like a team name. If you have any ideas, let me know. So far, I'm working on Simple Senioritas and trying to sell that one. We'll see. If you want to join the Facebook group, if you want to be involved in the discussion, there's a link in the show notes. You can also find me on Instagram. And there's some really great discussions happening on Instagram. I put this question out there. What kind of issues come up for you that you want me to cover when I talk about simplifying your Christmas? And so I have these women on Facebook and on Instagram who are asking these questions. They want to know ways to make Christmas minimal and meaningful to them. So I've taken their questions, I've grouped them into themes, and I'm going to share uh, my thoughts on them, what I've learned, what's worked for me, and answer some of the specific questions. And just a heads up, I am going to talk a lot about the Simple Christmas Planner that is out now, and I'm not doing it to be all weird and promoting, but I'm doing it because I made the planner for this reason to address these problems. I made it to be a roadmap through these kinds of issues. It's, it does walk you through pretty much everything we're going to be talking about. And the important thing about a plan is that you're making decisions ahead of time that are in line with your values and your vision for the season. So you're making like very intentional decisions ahead of time. You're putting it all in place. So you don't have to do it later. You don't have to do it rushed. You don't have to make last minute decisions. It's all ready done up front. And that's the importance of a plan for just like anything really. And I think I'm like a born again planner or like, you know, when someone suddenly develops faith later in life and it's like all they talk about, well, I learned planning later in life. And now it's like, it's something that I'm sharing and spreading the word. And I want to like tell people how much it can change their lives. So here we go. Let's dig into all of the questions and all of the topics about simplifying your Christmas and making it a Christmas on purpose. So the first topic we're going to talk about is gifts. Now think about your expectations around gifts. You probably have some rules about who gets them, how much you spend, etc. Do you like those expectations? And also think about your personal values around gifts. What do gifts mean to you? To me, gifts are a way of expressing love. They are letting someone else know that you see them and you are saying, I see you and I long to bring you joy by meeting this need or the specific thing that I know you would love. And I mean, I love gifts. Stuff is fun, right? Like, it's always so cool to have a really great gift that you're like, oh, this is so awesome. I have a gift. It's awesome. But we can also remember some bad gifts we've received. So we know that gift giving can be tricky. One of my favorite gifts I've ever had was Levi drawing me a waffle or a three-page letter Connor wrote me for my birthday 
or a little wooden sign my mother-in-law gave me that says, begin each day as if it were on purpose. All of those gifts are making me feel seen and they're just bringing joy to my life. Like that felt like a real act of love to receive those gifts. So we'll talk a little bit more about receiving gifts in a bit. Let's talk about giving gifts. And when you are listing out all the people you have to give gifts to, how are you feeling about this list? Is it like exhausting? Is it energizing? And I think what you're going to find is that we need to stop and examine our motives. And this is like not fun stuff <laughs> to examine your motives, but it's really going to help you find out what's exhausting you and what's energizing you. So gifts on the surface, giving gifts to people, it feels very noble, but what else is happening? Are you competing? Are you people pleasing? Are they a show of status? Are you doing it out of obligation? Are you hoping for a reciprocation? If you are coming from giving gifts from a negative motivation, they will always feel like a burden. Likewise, you will receive gifts with the same negative filter on the experience. Like, what are they trying to tell me or what are they trying to prove? It will feel like a burdensome experience. But if you have a positive motivation, if you want to just show your love, just bless others, you want to show up for them, then gift giving comes from a more genuine and generous place. It should be energizing rather than exhausting. And you can receive gifts the same way, assuming that the other has this motive of just bringing you joy. Then if someone brings you a gift and you don't have anything for them, you can remember that they're not giving to get, they're just giving you from the desire to share joy with you. And you can just gracious, graciously accept that they've created this moment with you. So when it comes to giving gifts, there are a few things to keep in mind. And the first one is, if you really want to shift things, how you are giving gifts and giving gifts to people at Christmas, you don't have to do it all at once. You can slowly make changes over the next few Christmases. And anytime you think like, few Christmases, that feels like so long, three years, just think back over the last three years of Christmases. It probably will feel a lot longer looking forward than it does reflecting back. So here are some specific questions. What do you give people when everyone has more than enough? And I think that as we get older and as we're adults and we're spending our money and we're buying the things that we want, it gets a lot trickier to buy good gifts for one another. And my experience in my own side of the family is we were doing a gift exchange. We were all drawing names and we were buying a gift. And then it turned to, you know, that's kind of a lot of pressure or we couldn't meet up or whatever. Why don't we do like... Uh, a white elephant gift where we are just buying something simple and we're doing like a game out of it. And then that turned to a re-gifting where we wrapped up something from our house and we had like a game where we like that white elephant, whatever it's called, and we ended up with weird things. And then we thought, well, now this year, let's make stuff for people. And so then we were making food for one another. And really my sister-in-law spearheaded this when she first brought up like, hey guys, maybe we don't do gifts anymore or like don't spend the money on it. I was like, no, I love gifts. But as we've evolved it over the years, it's just been so much fun and so much more meaningful to think of ways that we could just show up and spend time together. And last year we just said like, let's all bring food and spend our money on the food and being together. I think we played headbands, like that true, that guessing game with the phone app, whatever. It's really fun. I think my little sister made this big plastic wrap ball with candies in it that the kids passed around and opened layer by layer. Like we just thought of different ways to have fun together. How do we add simplicity into gifting? And if it feels really hard to think about all the specific gifts you need to give specific people, 
I think that you can just give everyone the same thing. Like all the kids get a kinder egg or all the adults get a lotto ticket. Something that they can just use or something they can enjoy. There are a lot of ideas in the Simple Christmas Planner about specific gifts and themes and swaps you can do and adults to buy for and different ways to view gift giving and simplifying it. Are homemade gifts okay with minimalism? Absolutely. I dried rose hips for tea one year. I've received many beautiful homemade gifts too, but I don't think you should do it just for the sake of doing it. I mean, you gotta know your recipient. How can you tailor your DIY abilities to meet their needs and desires? Like if you never see them wearing socks, don't knit them some and expect they will just feel seen and loved on by you. Gifts to extended family and friends. So if this feels like something that you want to move away from, or you want to change the experience, you can draw names, you can do gatherings or experiences together in lieu of gifts. You can also just have conversations with one another, just like my sister-in-law did, where she was like, you know what, we're not going to do gifts. Or kind of like my mom friends, we're kind of like families who celebrate together. And we just kind of say like, I'm probably just going to spend like 10 bucks on each of your kids or just kind of letting each other know where we're at. Some other really great things to think about are different ways you can share your love. Like write them a letter, say what you've been wanting to say, do an act of service, spend time with them, invite them over. When it comes to maybe people that we're not as close to, but we want to like extend a gift to them, we can do that really simply too. It can be probably something to eat or lotto tickets. I mean, those are just always fun. Or often if you have like a really great neighbor, write them a thoughtful letter like, let them know what you appreciate about them. Just tell them the things that you want to tell them. And then there's a question about giving heartfelt minimalist gifts to non-minimalists. And if you are giving someone a gift and you're like, this probably feels like not very much to them because we've always done this or that's kind of, they like bigger gifts. I think it's really important to put a note in there. Put a note about what the gift is, why you chose it for them. Like, what did you see about this gift that you thought it was going to meet their need or make their life better somehow. Now let's talk about decor. And as soon as Halloween is over, the latest decor comes out. We're all seeing it. The latest trends are filling the shelves and it's cute. We can imagine it in our home. So maybe we should just buy it because it's special and it's Christmas. And we often let Christmas be a cheat day, like a cheat day on our diet. And we just indulge ourselves in many ways. I was looking back on pictures from my Christmases past and I saw the mantle piled high with balls and candles, poinsettias everywhere. I had garland in every room, <laughs> on every shelf, on every railing. I even had these like little trees in the kids' rooms that lit up, but they were cheap and died in like three weeks. It was such a disappointment. But I was just doing what I had always done and adding more of the latest. But now I'm starting to view Christmas decor like home decor. And here's my criteria for home decor. I need to love it and there needs to be room for it. In the Simple Christmas Planner, I have a worksheet on outlining the decor you love the most. You know, you can make a vision board and look for themes. Keep the things you love the most and don't bring anything new in unless you love it. And I don't mean like it, like, oh, this is really cute, but like love it and you have room for it. Because decor has no rules. It should be whatever you want. It doesn't need to match what everyone else is doing because it's a form of outer expression of who you are. And so it should be unique, unique to you. It should be all about what you love, what you love to look at. So this episode has covered 
mindsets, gift giving, and decor. And the follow-up episode to this is going to cover Christmas with kids, activities, traditions, and hosting. I wanted to divide it into two so that it could be quick and easy to listen to because I know what mom life is like. All right, I hope some of these tips are helping you approach gift giving and Christmas with a kind of refreshed view of who you are and what you want and how you want to show up for the people in your life and how you want to celebrate together. And you can hear more in part two. 